Good morning, everybody. It's Rochelle Eason here. I am so excited to be with you this Monday morning. It is December 14th, 2020. And usually I'm excited for Mondays because it means art journaling class tonight. But I'm extra excited today because I get to talk with and chat with Naomi Pareja of Pura V Studio in Lakeland, Florida. She runs a holistic studio with massage therapy and all kinds of other wonderful um, holistic therapies and um, products and all that for wellness. And we're gonna talk all about those in a little bit, but I wanted to jump on here because we did have some technical difficulties during our, our, our recording. And I wanted to share with you that there might be some inconsistencies in the audio, but if you bear with us, we will uh, get you through with a great, I think it's very, it's actually very, very important information as far as wellness for yourself, nourishment for your body, mind, and soul, and also how you deal with your everyday life. Um, in the beginning of the podcast, I share with you about some of my art journaling classes, specifically about the 12 Winks of Christmas, which is my free class that I am sharing with you where every day you will get a brief lesson, a tutorial in your mailbox that goes over a sketching and painting of one of our beautiful 12 winks or 12 elements, I should say, of the Christmas season. And then I talk to you a little bit about art journaling. I talk about meditation and some visualization that I use in my art journaling classes. And then at about 18 minute, 25 second mark, Naomi joins us and then the conversation is just incredible. I just, I love hearing from her and I can't wait to book my appointment to go get some of her services. So anyways, I wish you a wonderful Monday. I hope you enjoy our podcast and as usual, please leave any comments, questions, anything like that for me in the comments or email me directly at info at and you can find out all kinds of information on my website, rochelleeason.com. So without further ado, here is my podcast for Monday, December 14th, 2020. It is episode five for the Blooming Artist Podcast. To be here, I am Rochelle Eason and I am actually a little early. We're gonna uh, have a guest on my big show at 10 a.m but I wanted to go ahead and get us started, put those little plugs in for where you can be watching or listening or engaging with, uh, with my art and with my art, my wellness through art classes. So you can catch me on Instagram at Rochelle underscore Eason underscore artist. You can catch me on Facebook where you are now at Rochelle Eason artist. Also on Twitter at Rochelle Eason on my YouTube channel, which is Rochelle Eason Artist. And um, I'm also on Anchor for my podcast and it's Rochelle-Eason. And then you can usually pick up my podcast um, anywhere you get, you listen to your podcast, Spotify and, and um, other places as well. So shortly we are gonna have Naomi Pareja join us. Naomi is from, uh, she's the owner of Pura V, which is a studio here in Lakeland, Florida. It's a holistic studio where she does massage therapy and um, kind of total body relaxation. So I'm really excited to have her, but I really did want to put a little plug in here as well before she jumps on here, which is um, about my, my 12 winks of Christmas. And that is a free class that you can go ahead and register for. The link is actually on my Facebook. It's also on Instagram. I believe there's a post on Instagram. And um, it is so exciting for me to share this with you. This is a gift. It's a free gift. And every day for 12 days, you will get an email with a link to a short uh, art tutorial. It's a sketching painting tutorial. I say short, I tried to keep them at 10-ish minutes. Some of them go a bit over. Um, there's actually 14 videos in, in all. There's two videos that come out the first day, two videos that go out the last day. And um, I'm just so excited with it. And the 12 winks, 
they're just the little elements of Christmas that we just we we see all over the place all the time gingerbread men and stockings and you know the the idea of candles and bells and all that and we a lot of times just pass them by or we're like oh that's cute and we go on and so these winks are for you to just take a moment and um embrace that element as the meaning or the symbol of the holiday and I, you know, I, I tell a little bit about each one actually in the, in the email that you get each day. Sometimes I give you a little background, histor historical background. Sometimes I give you a cultural aspect. Sometimes I give you little tidbits of information, you know, that um, trivia that's always wonderful to have when you are playing a trivia game. And uh, it's just so much fun. So I really wanted to get that out there as a gift. And like I said, you can go ahead and um, go to my, I, like I said, my, my webpage, there's a cute, cute little um, flyer for that or banner. Let me go ahead and see if I can pull that one up so that you can see what it looks like. And it's really cute. There it is. You can go right to my website, rochelleeason.com and click on the free videos right there and that will get you started. And then obviously there's all kinds of things on my website as well. There's all kinds of classes that you can join. And I just finished um, and launched my ice cream and coffee beans classes. And then of course, while I'm here, let me go ahead and show you, there's still some pottery and there's some, um, there's still some pottery and there's still some, some boiled books or plant stained books, as I now call them, that are ready to ship. So my shop is there. You can go ahead and do that. But mainly I wanted to give you this gift of the 12 winks of Christmas. And so there we go. Today, we're going to focus a little bit about, uh, about mindfulness and about, um, you know, the idea of living in the moment. Let me get back to me for a minute. Uh, living in the moment and really, really engaging with things that are 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 beside you, with you, uh, even in your room. One of the one of the activities that I do with my art journaling students is to and and don't and I know if you guys are on here, we're going to be doing this tonight. Actually, um, we are going to we we take a picture or we at least think about a special or not even a special just something that's around us in our studio in our space where we're creating and we um just highlight it i mean we look at it and and it's so funny because i've done this activity for years and i love when people do like a trash can i've had people take a picture of their trash can and their office and then write about it or we really do the sketching and the painting in class and then we do writing later but it has been such a treat to have people really engage with just just inanimate objects that we have in our space and i am one that i'm, I'm very particular about what comes in my space especially my art studio and i always like to make sure uh, I, I, the, the word curated doesn't actually fit the bill, but um, it kind of like that. I mean, I make sure that anything that I bring into my space is something that's going to bring a smile to my face. It has a memory. It has some kind of connection to my life. Um, even behind me, if you get a chance to, if you're watching this and not just listening to my podcast, but if you're watching it and you see all of these pieces that are behind me, I absolutely love every single piece. And I can tell you like my sunshine, whoops, it's this side, my sunshine. And I know I've talked about the sunshine for um, many times because I've had this for about uh, probably 26 years. And I got it at an art show in Pittsburgh, um, in Shadyside, Pittsburgh, uh, or Shadyside, Pennsylvania. And um, it's, it's a wooden sculpture and has these wire rays coming out of it. And it just makes me so 
happy to have that. I recall the day when um, I had my our firstborn in a stroller walking down the uh, alleys of this first art show that it wasn't probably the first art show that she was in, but one of the first ones in Pittsburgh that she had ever gone to. And you know, it forever reminds me of that time we had together. It's also very symbolic because of a friend that we lost whose nickname was Sunshine. And this sunshine just, just um, sits over me every day when I'm working in my studio. So I'm really excited about that. But when we go into talk about mindfulness and we talk about how we can live in the moment, it is so much about um, pausing and uh just engaging opening our eyes opening our hearts and opening our minds to really see and i say that with such pause because it's not actually about seeing the purple trash can or seeing the mug that is, you know, sitting on my space, which this is my my happy mug and it's nice and warm with my morning hot water, but about um, about just the relaxation that comes with it. It's if that that object or that inanimate thing becomes your focus point. And in meditation, we talk about having a focal point and and really just just being able to focus on that so that we can open our mind and let, um, and not even let thoughts come in, but let the openness flourish and bloom and grow. And with that openness, a lot of times comes clarity later. So one of the things that I do in art journaling when I'm doing an exercise like we will be doing this week, which is um, I do, for those of you that don't know, I do live art journaling classes on Monday evenings and Tuesday evenings uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern time. The Mondays and Tuesday classes are the same uh, ritual, the same prompt, but um, you can you can jump into either one when you're registered, so whatever fits into your schedule. But, but when I do this exercise in my art journaling classes, especially online, um, because when I do it online, my students are in their own space. And so it's more, uh, it's definitely more personal when they get to highlight a something that's in their world. And, you know, it's one of these things where it takes a lot of practice and a lot of um, determination to be able to have your mind focus on one object and let it not wander be to be thinking about that object, but to be to be clearing out your mind when you're doing it. And it's so hard to explain, but it's one of those things that I start out with a, a, a little story of meditation, kind of a closed, we close our eyes and then we, um, go into this kind of meditation story that I share. And I actually use, let me get it. I have it right here for meditations. This is a book that I have had for years. My children, we used it when uh, our children were little and I homeschooled for those of you that don't know, I homeschooled for 21 years. And, and these moonbeams, this is a series of books by Maureen Garth and it's called Moonbeam, a book of meditations for children. And this is just one of them. There's uh, the inner garden and I believe there's a sunshine one. Um, I can't remember all the other ones, but this is the one I have pulled out right now. And it was published in 1992. Um, and uh, anyways, that is, a, that is a reflective book that I use to get us into our meditations. I do start out with a meditation to get a visual, a visual med meditation to get people to kind of relax and open their minds. And then, um, and then we go to the object that they've chosen. So I have them choose an object first, do the meditation and that I give them. And then we go into this kind of um, focal point that we have with their own med meditations. So after people are back to their to their image or to their um, focal point, 
then I, I slowly guide them through some reflection that is general, so it doesn't matter what people have chosen. And from there, we go into our art activity. And from there, hopefully, that's going to generate some writing as well. And that's all, that's actually a little similar um, to my regular classes that I do with art journaling. There's always this prompt, or I heard a new word for prompt the other day, which is ritual. And um, I start out with this, this, this uh, ritual or this, this way to like a flying off point. And I usually give some discussion. A lot of times the discussion has to do with a cultural uh, background where this idea or this prompt has come from, this ritual has come from. And then I go into um, this, this general sketching or sometimes we jump right into painting, but usually it's a general sketching. And through the sketching, which some people kind of um, hesitate about in the beginning and then they warm up to it after so many classes. And it's just because it's just an unusual thing for a lot of people to do, or at least they think it has to be a drawing. And it's not a drawing, it's a sketch. But, and the difference is that a sketch is very casual, it's very loose, it's not going to, um, your end product is not going to look like this sketch in a way that this is kind of the first step of the journey. And as we go through the multiple steps of the journey, you come to an evolution and your, and your end piece looks a lot different. And that's, that's a normal art journaling class for me. But when I do a meditation one, a visual meditation one, it's just a little different because it's a little more guided in the beginning. And then it opens up to um, very, very open by the end. And even though I encourage all my prompts to be that way, Actually, and I'm looking, I have my Unilome earrings on, which is a symbol of a journey to an enlightened path. And I always think that my art journaling classes are very much like that. And when I do the visual meditations like I will do in today's class, they are definitely even more like that. But anyways, so on my website, you can also, and I'm going to go ahead and flip that over to this too. On my website, besides the 12 Winks of Christmas, you can scroll all the way down and you'll see a PDF, a free PDF for um, inspirations and more in grounding. This is my December download. You can just go in there and download that now. It's a, a free document. It's about, I want to say it's about five pages long. And it is, each week I talk about a different point that actually comes from this PDF. And this, this week, it is all about grounding, but simplifying and being in the moment. And that's where that idea of the visualizations came in. That's where the idea of, um, of taking a picture of an object and writing about it comes in. So hold on one second and let me see if we can go ahead and um, get her in. And there we go. So welcome everybody. We're gonna start this all over again because we had some technically technical difficulties but um, I'm Rochelle Eason, and I welcome you to my big show on Monday, December 14th. And um, I have uh, Naomi Pareja. No, Pareja. Is that right? Go ahead. And Pareja. Say <laughs> Pareja. 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 And Naomi is the owner of Pura V Studio here in Lakeland, Florida. And I'm going to let her share a little bit about her studio um, I actually have her website pulled up on my other screen. So I'm going to pull that over and um, see that you can go to pureofvspa.com and see all that Naomi has to offer. And um, Naomi, would you go ahead and just introduce yourself and a little bit about you before we start chatting? Sure. Thank you so much for having me um, this morning. So I am the owner of Pura V Holistic Studio and Boutique. Um, this is my second location. Um, I actually own a large spa and yoga studio in Sarasota that's under the same branding. 
Um, but this Lakeland location is where I practice massage therapy. So it's a, you know, kind of a multi-use location. I have my massage studio inside of a Bohemian artisanal boutique. And uh, the reason I wanted to do that is because I really uh, love Eastern practice and more spiritual based services. So I wanted to just have something where I can practice here where I reside and kind of offer um, a variety of different items that um, are connected to different cultures um, from all over the world. And everything that we offer has a humanitarian effort connected to it. A percentage of our wholesale costs goes to different charitable organizations as well. I only work directly with artisans and I source a tremendous amount from Lakelanders um, and I'm actually growing that in the next upcoming year. So that's just like a little bit about um, Pura V. Um, on the massage side, I offer like resort style Western services like your traditional Swedish deep tissue warm stone massages. And then on the Eastern side, um, I'm an Ayurvedic uh, massage practitioner and a Thai massage practitioner and a sound bowl healer as well. So I like to integrate both East and West into my services. Everything is customized based on, um, you know, your issues physically, emotionally, and mentally. So I kind of want to bring that mind-body connection together when I pro uh, provide my services. That, that, so I'm just floored right now. I think my mouth is like dropped open because um, I actually did not realize the extent as to what you practice, especially here in Lakeland. And I did not know that you had a Sarasota location, your primary, your first location. And that's just so interesting to me that you do reside here in Lakeland. And, um, you know, we have a, obviously a little bit of a smaller city than Sarasota, but how did you first start into your, into this? How, way back when, whenever you started, how did you start this journey and find, um, and, and connect with this as your passion? Well, I've been a licensed massage therapist for over 12 years, and I knew um, when I was about 20 years old that I wanted to open up a, some kind of wellness facility. Um, I've always been very connected to um, Buddhism. It's uh, the belief system that I find most comfort in that inspires me, and so I wanted to go into that area and to see, you know, how I can incorporate um, a lot of the belief systems as far as like yoga and self-care and healing and kind of create a place where I can kind of modernize it and westernize it and bring it to a most basic level. Um, so when I was in university <laughs> many moons ago, I really focused on hospitality, on tourism. Mm -hmm. I knew that I needed a foundation to kind of build upon that, to kind of give me an opportunity to explore body work, mm -hmm. um, to explore um, just, just different cultures. And I have two degrees. I have one in international business management and one in hospitality management. And I started working in hotels and I was working in hotels for almost 10 years before opening up the Sarasota location. And that allowed me the opportunity to A, be able to have experience in the spa industry, managing and operating private health spas and health clubs for hotel owners all over the world. And I was given the opportunity to um, go overseas, um, you know, and really immerse myself in, in Thai culture. Um, so that's how I be, you know, became a, a Thai therapist there. And then um, the Ayurvedic side actually came when uh, I was back stateside. Um, I was invited to go to a Ayurvedic retreat center in Boone, North Carolina, in the Blue Ridge Mountains, called the Art of Living Retreat. Mm -hmm. And so that just kind of became my oasis, where I really immersed myself. Um, in the Shankara Spa, which is like the home base spa for that product line and where they perform other services. And I became trained um, in, in those practices as well. And then just throughout the years, having different experiences in different states and countries, um, it just kind of melded all together. And I knew um, when I turned 30, <laughs> what I wanted to do exactly. And I just, I left hotels and I had my plan together. Um, and I, I wanted to open up my first location in Sarasota because it's such a wellness mecca there. Mm -hmm. um, wellness and the arts, which are like two of my biggest passions. Um, 
are, are such a primary focus of that community that they didn't have a, you know, modern Ayurvedic center where, you know, we can kind of put Western and Eastern together. And so I, I'm the first um, spot, full, full service spot in that area, plus yoga studio combination mm -hmm. that offers the traditional Ayurvedic services and Thai services um, to, to the community at a privatized level. So um, I, it's just something that I've continued in, in my path. I always knew what my passion was and I just mm -hmm. needed to educate myself more and find opportunities and immerse myself in opportunities mm -hmm. and make uh, the most of any experience I've ever had uh, when I was in my twenties so that I can take it and build upon it now that I'm in, I'm in my thirties. Right. So um, yes, we've had that spa in Sarasota for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, I love it. Um, I, I needed, I think a little bit of break from the, the spa kind of structure and just kind of get back to what I call my roots, where it's mm -hmm. just me practicing alone. It's funny. Uh, my Lakeland location is the first place where I've actually ever practiced in a brick and mortar location in Sarasota. I, I don't practice at all. I was just an operator and now it's self-operated. Um, but in Lakeland, it's the first time where I've had my own practice um, that I, I own myself in 12 years. So Wow, that's, that's amazing. You know, in your journey, and this is kind of a little, where I'm going to go is kind of a little off of what I what, what intended to talk about. But um, I have uh, mentored rising artists for about the last 20, 20 some years. And it, you hit the nail right on the head as far as your what you just explained as far as your journey. Because one of the things I say to my rising artists is that um, I encourage them to go to school for, for business and, man, and, and to learn the business. Because art is a business. I mean, if you're going to go into art as a career, you have to understand how you can pay the mortgage, how you can put food on the table, and how you can do all those things. And, and to hone their art with local artists or find artists in areas that are already in the practice that you're in or the medium that you want to excel at and to, and to learn via them. And, and, but to have that business background and I tell them to kind of, you know, look at that, look ahead to where they want to be and then back out of that, backtrack that down, you know, down that, that path and to, really enrich their lives, not just with edu with traditional education in a school setting, but to go out and um, yes, work for different companies or work for different people or go travel and find these niches in different places of the world that are going to really empower you to grow and learn and then be able to inspire and share and give back what you have learned all of that all throughout you know all via your art that you're going to do for your career and you just and you just explained doing that entire thing so really kind of having this plan of action that i'm sure evolved over time but definitely all geared to where you wanted to be your like you said since you were 12 and so bravo that's that's amazing i think that's oh, it's probably more like 20 when i was 12 i i think i was just more concerned with puberty and how weird I looked, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that definitely once I had finished high school and starting my, my college career, that's, that's when I knew yeah. this is exactly what I, what I want to do. And it's funny because most people, you know, it's like you create plans for your life and then that's when things kind of go haywire and, right. you know, the, the path or the journey to get to where you thought you were going to be is, you know, lots of turns and curves mm -hmm. and it, it mm -hmm. can change. And there's a lot of people that it's very hard or or they lose kind of um, hope and, and mm -hmm. uh, determination along the, along the way that their plans kind of change. So mm -hmm. I feel like I've been very blessed to have um, actually been able to fulfill my plan. And my plan was to open up my first business at 30. Um, I wasn't expecting to become, you know, a hotel executive by my mid twenties, but mm -hmm. that, I mean, if the opportunity is there, I, I took it. Right. Um, I'm also the type of person that kind of forces things to happen. At mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. I am, I am a Gemini. So um, I tend to kind of get my way in, in a positive right, right. <laughs> most of the time, but I, I see something and I'm going to go for it and I'm mm -hmm. not going to stop until it happens for me. 
sometimes things may not go the way that you want them to. And I've had to learn to adapt, especially in, in the hospitality industry. Um, you have to be able to think quick on your feet because things can change in a matter of seconds. Um, and I've kind of felt that that was kind of my life as well. I know I had to sacrifice a lot um, in my 20s. Um, a lot of my friends got married, had children and traveled. I was able to travel. Um, yeah. I, I don't have all those other things, but it, um, it, I have, I found fulfillment, um, up at this point in the businesses that I have. So yeah. that's kind of like yeah. my child, my family, mm -hmm. and I'm able to connect with my communities that I serve. And that's where I feel like a familial connection mm -hmm. as, as mm -hmm. well. So I've been a Lakelander for over 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I'm a Cajun at heart, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, we moved to Lakeland when I was a teenager and my parents are still here. I have okay. one other sibling, a younger sister who's still here as well. And it's funny because I actually never thought I would open up a business in Lakeland. Yes. yes. Um, I was like, I'm ready to get out and see the world and, and have different experiences. But it's funny when you know, your roots are really deeply planted and that calling comes back to you in your heart um, for you to come back and, and do something special. And I wanted to do something now because I have seen the growth that Lakeland has experienced that I kind of call it like, uh, you know, a revolution of, right. of more openness to wellness, of more openness to other cultures, to other belief systems. Mm -hmm and how people are finding inspiration from that and incorporating it into um, a healthy lifestyle. Right. right, right. So I, I wanted to provide an outlet for people to come learn and mm -hmm. experience um, something like that here in Lakeland. And it's always mm -hmm. changing and growing um, and, and adapting. And I'm trying to find new um, opportunities and ways to share the same kind of message of right you know, you can find mental, emotional, and physical balance together. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's okay to take care of yourself and right, express right. yourself in different ways. Right, right. And, and you know, that, and, and one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is how this crosses over into art. And you just, yeah. you know, you, you just said that, I mean, in art journaling. So I have also been a student of Buddhism for, for many years and pull a lot of, um, that belief in my learning into my art journaling. And I've, I've taught art journaling for over 25 years and it's always been this journey to um, unearthing your inner voice and listening to your, your own expression. Um, so often we have bucked this idea of who we truly feel we are because, we, because of society telling us who they want us to be. And my goal, my mission has always been to um, to twist that around, to, to be who you're, you know, to find your true and to um, nurture that seed of who you truly are and let that grow and blossom and, and release. And through art journaling, that's what we do. Um, it's very open-ended, but it's, it's guided as well. You know, I, I guide them to start, but it's everybody's voice is different and the, and the whole goal is to hear everybody's unique voice. And um, mine's a little different. I, I do live in Lakeland. I've, I've lived here for I've lived here twice, actually. I was born and, and raised in Pittsburgh and then um, went to college in South Carolina and met my husband there. And then we, we've lived in 19 different places. I think this is actually our 21st move, but this is, Lakeland's the only place we ever lived twice. And um, we, left, we left here in 2006 to have a farm in North Carolina and have horses and all that. So I do know um, Boone and I know the center that you were talking about. Uh, we were in the foothills of the mountains in, in the Shelby um, for city area, uh, actually off of, a little bit away from that. But then we moved back to Lakeland in 2014 and we we bought our retirement house. I mean, this is what our, my husband and I say, <laughs> we are here, this is where we're staying. And yeah, it is definitely growing. And I, and I do participate in many things in the community. I teach at the Pope Museum of Art and I'm the uh, ceramics professor at Florida Southern College. But my, and I, I've shown at Disney for the last, you know, five years, but my, my real goal is to just reach out online through online teaching with art journaling. One of the reasons why I don't go online, which is, which is different than you being in person, but we're attaining the same thing, I think, is that I found that 
there's a difference between having my students come in for in for in person classes than being online. One is when they come in for my classes in person at the end of two hours they're pretty much done. A lot of people would leave their journal in the car until the following week and not even get it out, not look at it, anything like that. What I found now doing um, our journaling online is that people are joining from their homes and their safe space, their cozy space, their sanctuary, and they're not closing that journal at the end of our class. They are working through the week and they are really finding themselves and finding their voice through this through this continual exercise each week and um and i know that that is definitely a benefit that i did not expect but it's definitely one that i'm going to continue to inspire and encourage but i also know that your clients when they come in um for their massages for their for their therapy for what what you do with them they are they have a release and that release carries carries through. Can you tell me a little bit or talk a little bit about um, how how your services do provide that release for clients and how they carry that through into their everyday life? Sure, actually our most popular service is the Ayurvedic uh, massage. And the Ayurvedic massage is a westernized version of the traditional Indian Abhyanga or self-massage. Abhyanga in the Ayurvedic healing system is a massage that is performed on a daily basis. You perform it on yourself. It's kind of a ritual that is done in the morning to prepare yourself, to center yourself mentally and emotionally. Um, we. Um, as an Ayurvedic practitioner, I have to kind of talk to an individual and do a, a more thorough consultation, more than just a health consultation as if you were going to see a physician. I'm asking you, tell me about your mental state. Tell me how you feel when you're stressed, when you're happy, when there's life changes. Tell me how you feel right now in 2020 and you know your anxiety, your worries, your fears. Mm -hmm. I have to kind of position these questions to people so they can open up. And a lot of times I don't even have to pry. People are it's already coming out of them. They're just like, I, I need help. I need help. I don't know how to, you know, release all of this. I'm just trying to find some peace. Yeah. And when people start to tell me, um, you know, all, all of these things and answer my questions, it allows me to kind of determine the energy that they're putting out in that moment. Mm -hmm. And in Ayurveda, what I like to call is like the physical manifestation of your mind-body connection is your dosha. Mm -hmm. And there's three different main doshas, vata, pitta, and kapha. And they're kind of based on the elements of the earth. Um, I right now see quite a bit of pitta people, which have a lot of fire in them. Um, and they're kind of imbalanced. When they have an imbalance, there's uh, what's called vata. And vata people have a lot of air in them. And it kind of creates a tornado of chaos. And that's what I kind mm -hmm. of express to them. I'm like, you're kind of all over the place. You feel like things are imploding and you don't know how to maintain control. And they say, that's exactly how I feel. So then I tailor my treatment to address that, to try to bring down, to kind of bring down that air, mm -hmm. calm that fire and bring more water to create that balance in into their life. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what I do is energy-based. It's not just manipulating muscles um, in joints and in the body. It's more about moving energy within the body, opening up those send points, kind of removing blockages that I feel so that things can flow freely. You know, I feel that if energy is like freely flowing in the body without any blockages, your body will respond physically mm -hmm. to it. You'll become less stressed. Your muscles will release because you're not as tense. You're not tightening up. Um, and, you know, people become more aware of how they feel emotionally and allow themselves to express that. They're not having to like shove it down or try to like, you know, compartmentalize it that right. a lot of people try right. to do. So the purpose of my treatments is to kind of 
find that balance for that individual in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone were to come to me and have an Ayurvedic massage every single day for a week, I will perform that massage very differently because your external circumstances affect how you feel in that moment. Sometimes people come in chaotic. Sometimes people come in just kind of low energy and I just kind of want to feel a little bit better. Some people come in super calm. And so it just kind of depends on on what's happening in their world that affects how they feel in that moment and the energy that they output. I'm going to custom tailor that treatment Mm -hmm. to address that Mm -hmm. because I want them to have a specific outcome. And I can tell you that so far, 100% of the time, people have the outcome that they need based Mm -hmm. on the the energy that Mm -hmm. they're outputting. So that's kind of like the release that, that they have, they're able to, um, I always say that people that have the Ayurvedic treatment feel generally three things, mental clarity. Um, they feel what I call clean energy. It's mm-hmm. not a, um, you know, spastic or erratic type of energy. It's more like I have things in, aligned again, and I'm able to go about my day. I'm able to go about and complete the tasks that are ahead of me, um, without feeling anxiety and worry. And then they also feel relaxed, right. um, Ayurvedic treatment is a very rhythmic treatment. Um, There's certain movements that I do. Everything is circulatory. All the movements are towards the heart. Mm -hmm. In Ayurveda, we want to always activate the heart. So everything is one direction, one movement. Um, We may use different uh, pressures um, and speed up the strokes in what we use um, in in the movements Mm -hmm. that I use. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's always going to be towards the heart towards the good and to open up energy because energy comes from the heart and spreads throughout the body. So, um, that's, and it's lasting and it's lasting, lasting. That's why people like, they, they know that, you know, Oh, I have, you know, tension in my neck, shoulders and low back. Mm -hmm. That's the most common thing that everybody feels that in their tension, but they need to address what I feel is the root of the problem, Mm -hmm. which is your mental and emotional state. Like what is, causing you to hold on to these feelings, what is causing you to react to that? And how are you going to be able to express it? I've had people laugh like hysterically in the massage. I've had people sob hysterically. Mm -hmm. It just kind of activates all those points that have been blocked off that need to be opened up so that everything can work in unison. And I, I, I know I have seen people that come back to me on, you know, every couple of weeks that want the same treatment because they're getting better and better and better. So it's amazing. And what, you know, one of the things, it's such an epiphany too, to realize that for on multi-levels that number one, you know, the first step is obviously um, saying, yes, there, I I need some help, but a lot of people don't go to that next step. And Mm -hmm. I think, where they make the appointment and they step in the door is just they need to be applauded because mm-hmm. just that act to get there mm-hmm. is just so amazing and it's so hard for for a lot of people and I have certain people in my mind I'm like oh, I I really want to you know I'm going to send a link directly to these people that that so you can talk to them um, via this this story and they can get in touch with you but and me one of them I mean I just would love to do that but I think it's I think that um after going through what you described even one time or multiple times, when a person can look and see the growth in themselves and the changes in themselves and the way that they are, their perspective on life, that's my biggest thing with this art, with art journaling and, and um, with people that I've been, that I've had as students for the last five or six or however many years is to see the perspective and their outlook on life evolve and change. And for them to actually realize it's because they nurtured themselves in this way. And I can imagine your clients the same way at that one point when they can say, wow, this has really been what made me turn the bend and get a better perspective and a better outlook and, and be in my day, be in my day better, you know, right. It's, it's about all of us living in a way that we, um, we again, feel more true to ourselves. And you had said something else and it was about, um, 
you know, in my mind, and I wrote down this, this note, just living through yourself rather than living your day or having your day live you, what you are giving them is actually the power and the ability to live their days through themselves and to stay true to that. Absolutely. It's funny. Um, I actually have a pretty big anxiety disorder myself. I'm, I'm very pitavata. And so I constantly on a weekly basis, talk to a mental health counselor. And he's something that he always tells me is you cannot control what happens in your daily life. The only thing that you're able to control is how you react emotionally and mentally to it. Mm -hmm. And I feel that when my clients come to me, yes, there's a lot of things happening all at once, but I am giving them a way to be able to, like you said, recognize within themselves, feel proud of themselves mm -hmm. and kind of develop tools and nurture self-care so that maybe they can react differently to things that are outside of their control. Right, right, right. And isn't that, I mean, that, I know that that is something that I desperately need because I have, um, you know, when the plate gets full and overwhelming and things are just falling off, you know, I, I, I know my triggers and I know how I react to them. But knowing those things doesn't mean I, I know how to deal with them in a positive way. And that right. is something I've struggled with. Um, you know, I'm Sicilian. I'm 100% Sicilian. I have that, that temper. And um, there were cues when my children were little. Uh, I have four children. And when they were little, you know, there were some cues that we used to kind of, you know, mommy's kind of going off the deep end and we had a light with a green, we had a lamp with a green light bulb in it and our oldest child would go turn that on and I immediately would see that and it would kind of snap me out and bring me back and, and you knew that was just kind of one of the ways. Mm -hmm. um, and now as an adult, or not as an adult, now my children are all adults. <laughs> um, you know, I don't, it, it, my, my temper gets the best of me in other ways and I really need to, to watch and I can imagine that um, working with you would definitely help that. I know that, I know that's one of the things that I address through art journaling, um, but you know how it is when you are the inspirer and you are the one helping others. Um, it's not that the message is lost on you and it's not that you don't know how to do it for yourself, but it is sometimes challenging to gear yourself in, in that avenue in that way. Do you find that same issue that you need somebody else? Yes, absolutely. And it's funny. I am half, half Mexican and um, that is my fiery side. So I, like I said, I'm very pitta. I have a lot of fire in me. I also unfortunately tend to have a temper as well. And as much as I can have patience in certain areas when it comes to like things in my personal life. Um, yes, that, that I kind of, lose control a lot more quickly. Mm -hmm. Thus, I have to create different strategies on how to cope with things like that. And a right. lot of issues that I have is control and the lack thereof. If I do not feel that I'm in control, I feel like I'm free falling. Mm -hmm. And that's when things can kind of get the best of me. I, I also journal quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, I have to, whenever I'm feeling super overwhelmed, I need a lot of time away from people. My job is to be with people one-on-one -on -one in a very intimate way for hours a day. Right now I'm doing seven days a week. So mm -hmm. I need whatever little time I have to myself to use that, to, to kind of keep myself in, in check. Right. Um, I don't want to, you know, and I try my best to create boundaries and to not absorb energy from others, but it is hard to do that. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, you're, you're kind of like a well and mm -hmm. everyone's kind of dumping into you and right. you're supposed to be putting out, you know, positivity and helping others. But what do you do with everything that they, that they've dumped? You have to find a way to drain it out. So right. Right. I, I journal, um, I have to meditate a lot. Um, and honestly, just being alone to just kind of recharge helps me that way. I'm not focusing on the business. I'm not focusing on specific clients. I, I just need to be like, I'm putting it out there. Everyone, you know, I am here to help and, and not do harm. And I feel like mm -hmm. I've, I've done, you know, my part this week to help that individual. Right. Um, 
And so that, that kind of keeps me in check. Writing definitely helps me. Mm -hmm. um, I've kind of started to explore my more creative side this year. Mm -hmm. Thus, the reason why I wanted to open up this location was because I have been so corporate and so like, this is what I want people to think of my business structure. And I wanted to have, you know, a beautiful space, but I started to lose kind of like who I am at, at the heart and soul of it. And I wanted to have a way to explore my creative side through my business as well. Right. So um, I, I am not like an artistic person where I, um, I work with my hands on people, but I, I cannot physically create things that well or, mm -hmm. or draw or anything, but mm -hmm. I can write, mm -hmm. um, I can create, um, you know, I can take an image in my mind and try my best to create it in, in a physical way or find someone that mm -hmm. can create, um, you know, this vision that I have in my mind, which, you know, tends to astound people when you come into the space, there's so much color and, and design um, when it comes to that. Um, so I, that I've been able to kind of get to that point through journaling. Um, so I, that's kind of like how I check myself too. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, when you have your family members saying like, Hey, you're getting out of control and you know, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you know, and I, and I can relate to the draining of my well kind of thing. And I, and I didn't notice, you know, I've been trying to go online for about six or seven years and I just kind of pushed it away because of the technology. I just didn't want to deal with the technology. And so I was kind of forced into it, obviously with COVID with everybody else, you know, to continue what I was doing and hired a team. I finally realized oh, I need to hire a team that does the technology. So that was kind of one of the ways that I was able to kind of save my own sanity also and realizing that I needed to reach out and have people that were much more educated and much better at those kinds of things than I was. But I did find, I found so many things that helped me even though I am helping others through this, this process being online, but um, my well is doesn't go as low as it did before when I was rushing around and having and teaching in person. I mean, there were days where I was teaching, you know, eight hours straight at the college and then going to the museum and teaching at night and then, you know, and then teaching. And then the night before I was teaching in my own studio and every and all of that. And I had to be at different places for the people that were in that class um, and physically in that class. And what I found by doing it online is that not only are my students more relaxed and they're by themselves, you know, you're seeing a person by themselves. So they're able to be who they truly are. Whereas when you have people in a classroom, there's still boundaries up. There's still walls that, that are up. Even if it's all about them and you're trying to teach them individually within a group, they still don't feel that comfort level. And I found for my own sake, that um, not having to rush to each place and change my perspective before I went into the into each place, that I can I can meditate in between my classes here at home. I have my happy spot. I wake up every morning and do what I call my morning meditation, and it is drawing. It is drawing or painting in a meditation book, uh, and an art journal. And I do I've done you know kept journals since since fourth grade, so I, I have all of that as part of my regular routine. But I found the hecticness of me physically moving to place to place was draining my well more than anything. And it's interesting, as you said, each person comes in with different, you know, they could come every day for a week and you would do something different to them every day because they're coming with different, I don't, I hate the word baggage, but they're coming with, with different, um, okay. yeah. yes, different energy. That's exactly right. And I, and I use that word a, lo a lot in our art drilling. And I feel that, um, but I feel like I have a, more of a check on it in my own surroundings. And I, and I feel like you're giving that opportunity to the people that come in you because they're leaving, but they've learned how to give themselves that energy check on their own as well when they're yeah. through their day. Yes, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I just, I, you know, we've, we've talked so much about, I know I gave you like little um kind of prompts that i that i really wanted to kind of discuss but one of the things is um you know right now we're talking about living in the moment in art journaling we were talking about grounding this month and this week is about living in the moment and i feel like we so often 
pass things in en route, whether it's in our house and we're walking from our bedroom to the kitchen or where I was talking before you came on about going to get to get the mail and we're just like focused on going to get the mail instead of looking up and down the street or um, you know, seeing what's around us. And uh, talk a little bit, if you can, about how your, your services, how your therapy, how your belief system is really about um, paying attention and living in the moment and being, uh, not rushing around, really, sure. really taking in, because all of those things are providing energy. When we walk to the mailbox and we look up and down our street and we pay attention to the, to the leaves rustling in the tree and we pay attention to the squirrel grabbing the acorns or we pay attention to whatever is around us, we're also, we're, we're gathering that energy very much the same way as, you know, when I'm walking on the beach and I have to be barefoot so I can be grounded and, and pull that energy up from the earth. Um, if you can just kind of touch a little bit on how every day living in the moment can help us with that energy source. Absolutely. It's funny um, when people have anxiety, it's because they're always thinking too far into the future. They're overthinking things. Their thoughts are not right now in the moment, like present. They're, they're, they can't acknowledge that I'm thinking about something that probably hasn't even happened or may not even happen. And I'm just kind of creating this, this chaotic thought process. Okay. Depression seems to be when we're stuck in the past and we can't stop thinking of something that has happened that we could probably could not control. And maybe the outcome wasn't what we wanted it to be, but it can't be undone. I feel that a lot of times we don't know how to be present today in this moment. And the body has a way of letting you know, I've had enough. You know, if, if you don't stop and, and create a way or find a way to stop thinking so far into the future and let go of the past, you're not going to be able to recognize and live your life today in this moment. So when people get to that point, they come to me. Mm -hmm. And then that's why my treatment is about centering, realigning, finding balance, and just being like, stop, stop thinking about tomorrow. And you need to learn to deal and let go with the past because today you never know what's going to happen with today, but you need to be able to be aware of today and what's happening in your life in this moment and enjoy it, learn from it, grow from it, because that is going to have the outcome in, in what's to come ahead. Mm -hmm. So my treatments tend to make people like force them to stop and recognize that. And then at the end of the treatment, they're like, wow, I didn't know like this. I didn't know that. I didn't know I would feel this way. And it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. your body's been telling you this is what needs to happen. And right. it's going to find a way to express that to you in a very uncomfortable way. Right. And, and that's where that release comes from again, uh, what we had discussed before. And so mm -hmm. the treatments just kind of make you be more self-aware. People are now more self-aware of their environment of the people that they surround themselves with, mm -hmm. of things and actions that bring them joy or bring them pain mm -hmm. and, and how to mitigate through that. Mm -hmm. um, people are just more aware about themselves and how they react emotionally, right. positive or, or negatively. Right. To, so. And you know, and that's so important this time of year, especially with the holidays. And we learned the hard way years ago about, um, oh, probably about 15 years ago, that um, we just we don't do big holidays and I know this year is different with for everybody because of COVID but but we we stopped about 15 years ago because it was just such a negative um, experience for all of us involved and so we're very we're very cautious we're very protective of our sanctuary our home and who comes in and how we relate to that and again it's about being in the moment and um living living in that moment for joy and and we set ourselves up we we are personally our family tries to set us our, ourselves up during the holidays for this joy so that we are not battling some negative energy that we really don't want to have um around us i know you're going to need to go i know you have um something coming up before you do before we we say goodbye yeah. one of the things i have um been on my show and on my um 
and just live and even on my website is it's always about shopping small for me. I'm about shopping small, I'm about supporting local businesses and I'm about supporting businesses everywhere. We, we moved back from here or we moved to here from North Carolina and I still call my favorite shops up there. And even though they may not be online, I call, I get somebody on the phone and they, they put a live video on and they walk me around the shop and, and that's how I do it, a lot of those galleries. And I was telling somebody about your shop too. And I realized that you don't actually have a shop online as far as your boutique you do for your to 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 book your therapies but i was wondering um because i've said to give them a call see what they have even if you don't feel comfortable going in because of covid and all of that i'm sure that they would be happy to give you um a little kind of tour around the store so yes so we used to have an online boutique unfortunately i use square as an operating system and there was a rather large outage nationwide with square about three almost three months ago mm -hmm. and it disrupted everyone's online boutique so i used to um have one and it would sync up whenever we would sell things in the store and it would automatically update but it stopped doing that and it just became unfortunately too much work for me right. to manually do day so that's why we don't have it anymore because it is a system technology right. situation that i can't control and it was just stressing me out too much to right. do it right but, but but yeah but my point is that you don't actually need the store somebody can call no. you right exactly yeah. yeah and i i do that for friends that live in sarasota or friends that are people that have visited us i'm just like call the store you know, we'll FaceTime or something. I'll walk around. Um, we're constantly getting so many uh, new items every mm -hmm. two weeks in the store that, um, you know, it's like something may be here today, but it's gone tomorrow. So right. yes, like it, and so many things that are custom made for us that um, it, it would be best to just like video with me right. Right. To, to show like, so I can show you if there's something special that you're looking for i i may have so absolutely yeah. that's something yeah. that we can always do yeah so i'm going to flip back over to your website and and i just want because this this um event obviously will go international and the podcast as well and so i want everybody to know that they can call you and there's a contact us um you know a link on there on your website and you can go in and actually talk about um they can call you and find out what's in your boutique as well at that moment. So for the locals or anybody who wants to drive over to Lakeland, we do have a lot to offer. I love, um, I love this little town. We have, um, for a smaller town, we have a lot of big, big ideas, big dreamers and big doers. So it's really exciting to be here. And I'm so glad that you are here in Lakeland. And again, um, Naomi, thank you for joining us. Her website is puravspa.com and you're on Facebook at Pura, Pura V Studio and on Instagram at Pura V, correct? Is all that? That is correct. Yay. Yes. Um, I so appreciate it. I know that I, I know that you're gonna need to go and get ready for your appointment. I am hoping to be in touch with you um, in the next day or so about, I know I want to shop some some pants, some bohemian pants. <laughs> yeah. And I have some other presents that I want to get, especially for my girls. Um, so I, I definitely will, will be back in touch with you if you do need to go. But I do want to kind of wrap up our show and just kind of give you again my, um, where you can reach me at on Facebook at Rochelle Eason Artist on Instagram at Rochelle underscore Eason underscore artist, on Twitter, Rochelle Eason, on YouTube, Rochelle Eason artist, and on Anchor for the podcast, you can go to Rochelle dash Eason, look up all my podcasts. This is actually episode five, woohoo! So I'm pretty new to the podcast game, but, um, but I really love it. And I love the idea, actually with me doing more podcasts, I'm listening to more podcasts and I'm finding them a great source of inspiration while I'm creating um, in my art and my art journaling classes. And I don't know, Naomi, um, how much you know about that either, but I teach weekly art journaling classes that are live on Monday and Tuesday nights. They're not video. And I feel like the live is, is real important, even though I do have recorded classes and all that, that people can go to my website and do. But the live is really interesting, um, not only because the dynamics of the groups in, in each night is, uh, generates an energy themselves, just like you do when you go into a classroom, there's, a, there's an energy. But um, just the discussion and the bonding and, 
And, and some people don't, you know, some people are very private and they, they don't want to talk or do anything. And that's perfectly fine too. But I see, or I hear their reflections after or their comments when they send me emails that that has just been so fulfilling. And so I really, I really think that anything we can do for ourselves, a lot of, you know, all of your services you were talking about um, can encourage our growth and our um, way to walk through life with a not only a better sense of ourselves, but a better, uh, an outlook for the world that just spreads, spreads kindness, spreads inspiration and spreads um, joy. And I wrote, I wore my Unilome earrings. I don't know if you can see them yeah. on purpose yeah. here. They're a path to enlightenment. Let me see if I can, there you go. I've got some skin dark hair. Um, I'm purpose meeting with you today because I, I feel so much um, drawn to to that philosophy as well. So um, anyways, Naomi, thank you so much. Um, Facebook people and podcast people, I appreciate you. I will see you again next Monday for our next live show. And um, if you want to catch more of this and a recording of this, you can catch it on my podcast or you can catch it here on Facebook as it is recorded and I will post again. Thank you so much, everybody out there. I appreciate it. And thank you again, Naomi. We thank will you. See you shortly.